Previously on Blades in the Dark, the world turned upside down in one short evening. The Lord Governor of Duskwall, Wees Barand, hosted a going-away party ahead of his trip to the capital of the Imperium. His gift for the Immortal Emperor was the Sun Shard, a fiery glowing gem recovered from a mysteriously empty Leviathan Hunter vessel which washed ashore only weeks prior. However, his noble gesture unfurled beneath his very feet. Some band of thieves calling themselves the Resurrectionists crashed the party and stole the Sun Shard from his own vault. To make things worse, he ended up dead, and now investigators found incriminating documents in his possession linking him to a sinister plot, the revival of the war for Scovelin's independence. Now, Duskwall is in a fervor. The Baron family as a whole has been ousted, most now residing within Ironhook Prison, and the vicious nobles who once contested for ownership of the Sun Shard now vie for the Lord Governorship itself. The only people who can answer the people's questions, the mystifying resurrectionists, seem to have gone below ground. What could they be doing right now? Hi, I'm Saturn, and I'm running Blades in the Dark. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, intro. Good intro. Gotta, yes, gotta do that spooky good. intro, because, nice. yeah, and completely uh, ruin it with us. It's fine. That's fine. Um, <laughs> anyway, speaking of the resurrectionists, joining me today are... Um, I'm Owen. Um, I'm playing as uh, Franz Blondie Drakentoten, the Cutter. Um, I guess Levi next. Oh, next. Oh. Uh, yes, uh, I'm <laughs> Levi, and I'm playing uh, Kristoff Skora. Uh, he goes by the name Flint. Uh, I'm Oats. Everyone loves Oats. Uh, I play. <laughs> Krell Michter, alias the club. And uh, I'm Sarah, and I'm playing Arden Kinclaith, aka Pebble, and I'm excited to get back into Blades in the Dark. Yes. Most certainly. So, as we've established at the end of last of the last block and just now at the very beginning, all of Duskwall is kind of uh, tearing itself apart beneath your feet right now because you just were I mean you didn't do it. But the Lord Governor died. Yeah, and you were I mean, and like you were there, and you could have stopped it, but you didn't. So we, it's fine. Yeah, we true. kind of did it, or we 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 like we did like you, the uh, the layup to assist the dunk. You were you were knowingly <laughs> complicit in uh, an act of treason, but we'll, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll we'll get to that later. You know, um, but before as that, a saboteur, I gotta say it was pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, before that. Um, so when you were leaving, we, we I know we skipped forward a little bit on the end of the last session, but to rewind just a, just for a moment to the end of your score, uh, y'all brought the Sunstone uh, back to the residence of uh, Lady Adelaide Frog uh, under the cover of bloodstained silk sheets, and mm-hmm. you uh, y'all y'all somehow managed to avoid detection in that entire high security neighborhood by by hook or by crook. But you know what? Here's the important part. You got paid. Yes. yes. So, uh, last time, there's a, uh, a large part of the, the score, the mo- arguably the most important part, which is sort of uh, payoff. And this includes uh, the amount of money that your crew earns from having completed the heist, uh, the amount of rep they gain, so like street cred, from, mm-hmm. from uh, pulling it off, and the amount of heat they get with the law for having done all that. So we're going to start uh, addressing sort of that. Um, 
you uh, I, do you want to do, actually do in character thing for this, or should we just like uh, uh, keep it straight to, uh, to details for now? I'm okay, I'm okay just crunching numbers right now, but if mm -hmm. anyone wants to like interject in character, that seems fine. Yeah. Yeah, All right, sure. it. So your the process of your payoff basically amounts to uh, Lady Adelaide Frode, Frog handing you a fat sack of money and sending you on your way. Nice. Um, nice. Per uh, the terms of payoff, uh, this would categorize as a major score, impressive mm -hmm. loot, and Adelaide Frog was willing to pay you very handsomely for your collection of the uh, Sun Shard. So right. I have awarded your crew a total of what is it? Twelve coin? I believe nice. twelve coin. Yes. Wait, <laughs> no, ten coin. I forgot. Oh. Uh, but basically, the way this works out, uh, because of how money is stored, is each of your characters uh, have been awarded uh, two coin directly to your character sheets, and then yeah. I put the remaining two in uh, your your uh, crew's vault. Okay. So, okay. Nice. Yeah, it was we ten, have one of those. Ten, ten, ten. <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah, that makes sense because there's four of us, right? There. So yeah, y'all are y'all got a good bit of money. Two coin is nothing to sneeze at. It doesn't sound like a lot, but that's like that that that's that's some good money. It's mm -hmm. half your entire like vault capacity for your crew right now. Nice. Oh, wow. Or okay, two so is rather. The ten is just like way over that. So we're like rolling. Excellent. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you did you did basically uh, steal a crown jewel. So that's you, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Um, right, right, right. So the second part <laughs> of uh, a resolving score is heat. And heat <laughs> is basically a measure of how much shit you got into with law enforcement as a result uh, of your heist. So, yeah, I imagine that's a big one. <laughs> after a score or conflict with an opponent, the crew takes heat. Add plus one heat for a high-profile or well-connected target. So you got mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Add, nice. a plus, add a plus one heat if the situation happened on hostile turf. Which also happened. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Add a plus one heat if you're oh. at war, which did not happen. Okay. And Phew. add a plus two heat if killing was involved, which it oh, was. No. Well, yes. <laughs> so, so y'all, y'all from your very first heist managed to acquire an entire four heat, <laughs> which nice. is, which is admittedly not great. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. I'm ready. Bas Basically, how heat works is that just it's kind gotta, of like a uh, experience. Just gotta scale. repaint this crew. Get those stars down. <laughs> heat, heat is kind of like uh, your crew's stress, basically. Oh yeah. Where uh, oh, you get like I think uh, the bar fills up to like eight, I believe. And if that bar fills up, you go up a wanted level. And the higher oh. your wanted level goes, the right. worse things happen to you, right. just because the police are putting or the blue coats are putting more effort into like trying to bust your operation. As is though, even though you y'all got a lot of heat, like this is your first really big job, pretty right. much. Yeah. And even though you did this this fucking thing, like it's still like no one really knows who you are. Mm -hmm. So oh, it's like they're like, well, these these resurrections say they did it, but like, did they actually? Kind of mm -hmm. deal. So mm -hmm. people people know the name and know that you've claimed responsibility, but there's still like not yeah. enough about you that they can like really put the bricks to you yet. Excellent. Um, cool. so let's see. The third part of our score resolution is entanglements, which is also fun. Um, after the payoff, roll dice equal to your wanted level and read the result according to your heat. Uh, I actually need to check this real quick, so I might need to edit this out, but I think since you guys don't currently have a wanted level, we actually don't do entanglements. 
Oh, or okay. if we do, that it would be at a uh, at a uh, like sort of normal disadvantage. Ah, uh, yes. If a wanted level is zero, we roll two dice and keep the lowest result. So let's go ahead and roll some fucking bones. We're gonna roll two dice. Uh, did it? Just do it. There, there you go. There you go. Okay. Oh, wow. Oh dang. <laughs> so it was a five let's see. and a one. Since it's was it higher or lower on this one? The lowest result. So your lowest lower. result is a one, which I actually believe is good for you. Um, it sounds like it. Uh, so let's see. One to three on a. Wait, no. Your heat four to five. Never mind. Uh, so let's see. The result between these is either gang trouble or questioning, mm -hmm. which is fun. Um, so I guess since there's two, I'll actually let you two pick. I'll let you pick, and oh, I'll no. uh, I'll establish. So gang trouble. One of your gangs or other cohorts causes trouble due to their flaws. Lose face, or and uh, make an example of one of other gang members or face reprisals. Actually, you don't have yeah. cohorts <laughs> yeah. or gangs, so I'm actually going to go ahead and do the other one, which is questioning. The no. blue coats grab an NPC member of your crew or one of the crew's contacts to question them about your crimes. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Uh, oh, boy. That's a fun one, because y'all yeah. uh, only actually have one contact. Oh, God, that's right. And oh, it's no. the person who gave you the heist. Oh. Um, <laughs> oh, no. so She's, gonna... like, hiding the sun shard behind her back. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna say at some point, maybe the the, the next night, uh, the blue coats come by the uh, the Frogue estate to uh, to question the lady. She's a noble, so she they're they're not gonna drag her off to to the to to jail Station. like they would for a, a normal hoodlum. Yeah. But uh, let's see, make a fortune roll to see how much they talk, or pay the blue coats off with two coin. Uh, we have a lot of money. I say we. I, I say we pay the money. I say we pay the money. <laughs> yeah, give them. I will say, um, how much they talk would increase your heat, and that's the uh, the only mechanical effect. But if you would still rather uh, pay them with coin, you are. Allowed we to. kind of like we kind of have a almost like we're getting close to more money than we can actually hold on to right now. So I'm feeling pretty comfortable spending it. Yeah. All right. So we've I, all got like. We've all got two coin for ourselves, yeah. and then two so, coin in the vault, so we can just yeah, use so what's I, in the vault. Yeah, I'm exactly. actually going to say in that case uh, because Plus, I uh, more uh, heat would be we'd be a lot closer to a wanted level. Yeah. yeah. So what I what I there. what I just did is actually uh, retroactively remove the two coin that was added to your uh, crew thing mm -hmm. from that, and instead she used that money to bribe officials and did <laughs> not have sense. to answer any questions. So, she like started to hand us the money, and then she's like, like, "Wait, nope, I'm gonna need oh, this." Nope, actually, I will need this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like that. She's like, "I'll it's get like this. You. I'll, I'll, like, I owe you. It's fine." Read your contract. You're just always a bribe fee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. God. Now we get to my favorite part of resolving this, of resolving a heist, which is actually not at all related to resolving the heist. It's downtime. Yay! Yay! Basically, heists yeah. are very dangerous and stressful. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And it sucks a lot. So or sometimes you blow yourself up, or <laughs> over, you blow up others. <laughs> over basically like the course of the next couple of days or a week, y'all are just gonna be like minding your own business and trying to get yourselves right. Um, okay. So if y'all actually have the Blaze in the Dark sheet, 
the mm-hmm. character sheets one, if you can yeah. go to page three and you'll see like there's a list of some uh, what your downtime activities are, like acquire asset and reduce heat and all that. Um, basically, uh, how this works is that each character can do two of these per downtime. However, if you need to do more, you can spend uh, either your cruise rep or your coin uh, to uh, get more activities, basically, and flavor it thus. So for downtime, uh, I think we should... I want to personally, since I I re-listened to the first block earlier, uh, I think we should maybe do this in the order of who did their... actually made their characters. So how about we start with Blondie? Okay. Okay. Um, So Blondie right now is in a bad way. He's at... um, Let's see. He is at uh, seven stress out of... um, uh, out of nine so he, he's also pretty badly hurt too he's got some harm conditions um, yeah and you do get two actions oh okay good then I definitely don't do it well <laughs> just just to review he, he's got that much stress which is very close to actually getting trauma um, then he has the harm conditions gasping for breath bruised ribs and broken knuckles um <laughs> Jesus. So he got really, he got not as fucked up as uh, Flint, but he got pretty fucked up. Um, Flint basically he, got he like the get... one big harm. <laughs> I forgot all the like medium harms you took. He didn't. He didn't get <laughs> cooked so much as he got like fumigated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think the first thing I'm going to do, because, um, well, actually, if these two things I'm doing are. Um, it's over the course of a um, week, so they can either be, like, kind of at the same time, or it yeah, can be, okay. like, you do one, and you do the well, other. Since it's the simplest one, first off, I think I'm going to recover. Uh-huh. And recover says you tick off one on the healing clock. So, oh. uh, well, we have to do rolls and all that, but, uh, so, tell me how it is, uh, Blondie actually goes about recovering from his wounds. Like, does he just sort of patch himself up at home, or does he know, like, a, a tinctury of some kind? Hmm... <laughs> Hmm. Um. I think he's. Um. Uh, I don't think he has like connections in that. Actually, wait. You know what? Um. One of his contacts is a pugil pu- pugilist. Marlene. Um. Marlene. Yeah. Um. And so, even if she's not like a full-on doctor, she definitely like has the equipment needed for like definitely for fixing broken knuckles. I'm oh, sure that for comes sure. up a lot. So he's probably going to like slouch over to her place and ask if he can like <laughs> borrow some bandages and stuff. <laughs> All right, uh, you're you, a good criminal. <laughs> so you, uh, let's. I'm going to say she lives somewhere in Crow's Foot because that's like sort of the uh, center of town neighborhood. That's like basically like Crime Land USA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just like there. There's a lot of shitholes in Duskwall, but Crow's Foot is just like where you go if you want to get mugged. Basically, <laughs> um, cool. But she lives there because uh, Zamira, I'd or not Zamira, uh, Marlene. Um, she's a uh, how old you say she is? Like maybe in mid thirties, early thirties. Mm-hmm. So she's a she's a she's a pretty tough lady. I, I kind of envision her as being like a yeah. pretty stout build, uh, kind of a like lo- surprisingly long curly hair, considering that she punches people for a living. Mm-hmm. Never doesn't doesn't like bother to tie it back or whatever. But yeah. uh. 
you show up. I I like to think she has a uh, like a sort of house that she has converted into a gym. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, I think so. You show up there, and uh, she's like, and she opens the door. She's like, "Oh, Blondie, I haven't seen you in ages. What's up?" Oh, uh, hello, Marlene. Uh, <laughs> I had an incident recently where I got into a bit of a fight, and I'm afraid that my form has degraded a bit since last time, and... She's like, oh, I can see that, and she, like, kind of grabs you by the, like, gently by around the fingers, and sort of, like, runs her fingers (laughs) over your really fucked up knuckles. Oh, no. Yes, um, so... I like If you have any of the bandages or splints that I remember you using uh, back in the day, that would be very helpful. Yeah, sure. And uh, while you're at it, how about you... uh, And she uh, actually kind of walks back into the house and beckons you a follower, and uh, she grabs this bottle that has, like, this kind of, like, suspicious label on it, and she's like, Mm -hmm. "Uh, go ahead and drink some of this, and I'll uh, I'll go, go ahead and go get the bandages and splints out. Oh, thank you. And he just he, he, he doesn't no. he doesn't question it. He just downs it. No. Uh, it it tastes really gross, but also like in the gross way, you're like, oh hell yeah, this is healthy as fuck. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, <laughs> it's oh, like yeah. really it's like really earthy and sour, and makes you wish you weren't alive. But like nice. y- you you feel all right drinking it. So I feel uh, like uh, like his mother had a very similar principle to like health matters, so... Yeah, pretty like, much, like, drink this weird shit, please. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> so, basically, um... So, for healing, let's see. I don't know if... What, what do you think would be, like, a relevant trait for healing, really? Uh, let's look at the character sheets again. I, I didn't realize been, I had to roll anything. Yeah, you do. It's, uh, it's, uh, rules, like, like fulfilling a long-term project. Um, mm. which means, like, for long-term projects, you, like, have to actually, like, roll things to, uh to like fulfill the terms of the project and for healing it's like you have to get <laughs> you have to get healed um let's go ahead and say since uh since you were just here doing this by uh going to see your your good buddy actually you know what? I'm just gonna go ahead and say you're gonna go see, you're seeing good buddy Marlene maybe it was gonna be consort but let's just go ahead and say since she's assisting you you get a plus one so just call like a flat one dice and see what you get Okay. Uh, you don't have to like pick a effect or anything like that. Just uh, it's a strict fortune roll. All I got right. A three. So a three. What do you accomplish with three? I have so many tabs open. Oh my god. <laughs> um. <laughs> so on a three, your little healing clock, which is that little like four point clock. Yeah. Next to that thing, uh, on a three. Oh shit! You only you only recover one on that, oh, no. which is bad. Um, uh-huh. If you like, um, I was going to make this offer in a different way, but I'll go ahead and make it for you to. Uh, if we if you want to go ahead and do a devil's bargain, I'll let you go ahead and roll uh, an additional uh, healing thing for more clock fill if you like tell her a little bit about how you got fucked up. Hmm. Like, make it like a social enterprise. Uh... It might not be the best move for, like, the um... combat guy to not be healed up, but... I love the idea of you starting off by explaining uh, about a vertical hallway. 
and then just like going off from there. Actually, I'm actually going to make the devil's deal a little bit better because I remembered how I originally had it designed, which is that if you tell her, I'll just go ahead and let you fill that clock. And uh, what I will do is any any harm that you have will get reduced to the tier below, and if it's tier one harm, it just gets eliminated. Hmm. Um. Yeah, you know what? Might as well. Like, I feel like Marlene's pugilism isn't incredibly legal to begin with, so... Oh, yeah, no. Uh, this is, this is like, one of those, uh, circa 1800s, uh, USA kind of deals where, like, <laughs> boxing... Like, it is illegal to gamble on boxing, but if you have a sports club with donations and raffles, you can uh, basically just get around it. Yeah, so he'll probably, um... He, like, he won't necessarily spill everything, but he'll definitely say, like he did it because he's sort of been, he's been running with a crew, and he doesn't want to brag per se, but they recently made a lot of money. <laughs> she raised her eyebrows at it, but she's like, well, I mean, hey, gotta make a living, right? And then uh, she, she spends the extra time making sure you, uh, your knuckles get bandaged up, and that you drink, admittedly, more of that vile concoction than you really <laughs> wanted to. But uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say that because you uh, trusted her enough to tell, to basically uh, admit that you're culpable in something that's kind of, that's like alarmingly shady, <laughs> that uh, she goes ahead and clears a full healing clock for you. Okay, nice. So what um, that'll do is that if you have any tier one harm, it's just gone. Any tier two harm becomes tier one harm. Any tier three harm becomes tier two harm. Okay, so now I have two tier one harms. Yeah, so for... Remind me what your tier two ones were originally before you healed um, them. They were gasping for breath and bruised ribs. So let's call that, like, uh, a mild cough and uh, abdominal discomfort. That sounds good. Or something in that in that persuasion. Like, you're, you're, you're not comfortable, but you're also, like, not in a terrible way at the end of your thing. Yep, and this still, like, adds makes my rolls have less effect, correct? Yeah. Okay. And the second thing I wanted to do was to indulge my vice, because I've got all that stress built up. Alright, and if, if I recall, based on your notes, uh, your vice is that you are a luxurious boy who likes to go visit a, uh, a certain tea house called the Gentleman's Respite and essentially window shop. Yeah, basically. However you window shop a tea, a, a tea house. <laughs> um... What I kind of envisioned is I imagined, uh, just sort of based on the name, this is like, it's a tea house that's like near, that's like kind of like on the, the outskirts of Silkshore. So mm -hmm. it's like, it's in the red light district, even though it's not really like a red light business per se. Right. They don't have, they don't offer quite the degree of uh, lurid and illicit uh, things <laughs> that those, that a lot of those other shops do. But um, I think what I kind of, what I what I had the impression of is, is you come in, you just like sit down, enjoy the ambiance, and uh, Lady Zamira, the uh, she's she's this uh, very sort of like also like Marlene, she's this very like warm personality. She's uh she's from the Dagger Isles down south, so she's yeah. got like she's uh got very like dark curly hair and uh, sort of a uh, rusty tan skin. And all that, and people like come here because the tea's really good. Like Dagger Isle <laughs> imports are super valuable, and she, you know, parts with them at pretty affordable rates. Like best tea in town, in your opinion, at least. 
Um, but she always comes by with a free cup of tea for you because it is a good excuse to not have to stand on her feet for a few minutes and shoot the shit. <laughs> so, nice. so she sees you come in, brings you a, brings you a glass of something fragrant, maybe a little spicy, and uh, asks you how you've been doing, Blondie. A uh, little better now. Uh, had a bit of a rough patch, but you know, uh, everyone has to make a living. Mm-hmm. I think uh, without without uh, drawing on the point too long, it kind of carries on like that with pretty yeah, uh, pretty mundane definitely. conversation. Uh, so, sorry, for one your more thing, I want to say, um, huh? since I've got like an abstract amount of money now, um, would there be any like mechanical reflection of me like giving her a nice tip, which maybe I'm not always able to you do? You can uh, take I think- another action by spending the coin. You could, um, I will say, uh, I think since you have money, you can just sort of say that you do that yeah, in this yeah, scenario, it's... and, like, I, I won't, like, make any fuss about it, because the, the coin is more of a game abstraction than it is, like, a currency. Right, yeah. Um, okay. so yeah, I'll go ahead and say that. So, what you do when you indulge your vice, when you visit your purveyor of vice, you roll dice equal to your lowest attribute. Alright. So, what that means is you go by your, uh, actual, like your overarching sort of thing, so your insight, mm-hmm. your prowess, and your resolve. Yeah. Um, by the looks of things, your lowest is tied between your insight and resolve at one, but yeah. that means you roll one dice. Okay, and I really like that on the surprisingly in-depth roll 20 Blades in the Dark uh, sheet, there's an Indulge Vice button, which I mm-hmm. really like. <laughs> That's so rad. Might actually calculate that for you. Yep. Uh, submit and oh, oh wait it, it rolled zero? it rolled two by accident i think i might just have a misunderstanding of what that is but I'll, they're they're both the same number so it doesn't really matter yeah um i guess unless your lowest attribute is actually one of the skills that it seems silly clear a number of stress equal to the lowest amount i roll two threes so yeah and that means you clear three stress so i'm gonna go ahead and reduce your total st- oh you got it Oh, yeah. Um, the the bar is actually a bit weird where uh, it's not actually a fill and unfill. It's like you click one and it fills up to that bar. Oh, so I if see. you if you clear three stress, you just take the thing three back and click that. It's kind of weird. It. Okay. But uh, all right, you're down to four stress. Did you want right. to uh, spend any crew rep or money to do anything else? Or that seems like um, an amount of stress he can survive having for now. <laughs> so. All right, you have uh, you had a pretty pleasant uh, experience, all told. Uh, all right. So next up, we're going to get to Arden, Hi. Arden Kingclife. Hey. So, what's on what's on your agenda now? You have a little bit of dosh and uh, some time to kick back and not worry about things. Um, I know one of them is going to be indulge vice, and it's literally just because I want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, how much? How? That's, that's remind good. me how much stress you have. <laughs> Only three, but like, mm. I've, been, I've been looking forward to this for like a week. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Listen, I'm, ex- I'm excited to see how this one shakes out. But people go ahead. aren't always rational about indulging vices. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Um, so, um, if you want, so you know you're going to do that. Do you have, know you're? I, I feel like that, considering also your current low amount of stress, that one has potentially interesting implications. So, what do you want to do first? If you're going to save that one for second, uh, that's the question. I'm I'm caught between recover uh, harm because I have one 
uh, second level, whatever that's called, second tier harm. I heard you guys saying it, and it just passed mm-hmm. through between my ears. Um, yeah. Called lacerated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you got cut up by Shirai in that elevator right. fight. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you know any like shady underground like medics? Uh, no, nice. I have, I have, I have Dharma, and that's the thing. I could also try to reduce heat because I actually have a pretty good contact to do that. Mm. That is true. Um, I will say the problem with second tier harm is that basically everything you do is going to be with one less dice than you'd have exactly. otherwise, yeah. which is scary. But also, as we noticed with with uh, with Blondie's role, is that sometimes it can it can take a lot of time and effort to recover from harm, and that while I may be willing to speed up the process for you, it means you're going to have to make certain trade offs. Right. Oh. Um. I'd certainly say, like, you should probably just try and work on harm, because uh, there's two other characters who can do who have their yeah, yeah. and because um, well, there's one other character. I'm pretty sure we're gonna have <laughs> poor, we're probably gonna be taking care of poor Flint. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm Flint. thinking I've got two coin, I've got two actions. I think I can get it down to like a minus one and still <laughs> maybe have like an action or a some money left. Yeah. You you were the person I was thinking of specifically when I was thinking if I wanted to offer devil's bargains for healing. So oh yeah, <laughs> I picked up on that actually. <laughs> oh, yeah, that might come back around on me. <laughs> but yeah, like you don't have to worry too much on Kral's part because all he has is a little bit of stress. So okay, uh, then I'm going to also recover or try to recover this harm to at least get it down to uh, to one. Uh, all to right, tier one. And so, uh, how is it you go about healing? Like, do you do you have anyone you go to, or any shops you go to, or do you just like try and take care of it yourself at home? Mm. Arden is the type who would try to take care of it herself at home. I think. I see. Uh, the type who's just like trying to bandage things up in a in a bathtub in their uh, in their speakeasy back room hideout. <laughs> well, so. you keep in mind, you don't have a quarters at the hideout, so you live somewhere else in town right huh? now. You don't have a quarters at the hideout, so you're oh. sleep- you have your own- you're, you're staying somewhere, wherever right. that is. So where- actually, I'll, I guess on that note, where is it you live? <laughs> <laughs> where is- where does Arden live? Um, Arden lives near the hideout. Mm-hmm. You think they also live in Six Towers? Yeah, I think so because it's kind of a shit part of town, right? It's, it's yeah, been also, a minute. It, I listened to the I listened I re-listened to character yeah. creation, so I know it's kind of a garbage. No, part that's of town. fine. Yeah, it's it's a it's it's kind of fitting where it's like this formerly noble neighborhood, right. uh, but then it kind uh, of fell in disrepair and also it's haunted. <laughs> oh good. Oh right. Oh right. Um, it wasn't before. So, like, you know, a lot, a lot of things not in its favor. There's not really a whole lot of electricity either, but you know what? Don't really have to pay rent, generally. If you need a move, you find your room, and you say, this is mine, I'm staying here, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, then Arden totally lives above, um, like... That's really what would be good. Give me two seconds, because like I have an idea in my head. I'm trying to think of how to phrase it. That's okay. So Arden lives above um, 
what is not exactly a cat house, <laughs> but is kind of a cat house? Question mark. It's okay. like a. Uh, geez, I can't. Please don't make fun of me for the words that are about to leave my mouth. But, <laughs> no, it's uh, fine. It's no the promises. Only thing that, I can think it, of. It's fine. It's fine. Just it's tell us. It's basically like a maid cafe, but not a maid <sighs> cafe. You know, oh. where like pathetic men come to drink with pretty ladies and get uh, attention fawned upon them. I uh. I think it's kind of like I feel like. Oh God! I had a horrible idea. Oh, um, do tell. So I was gonna say I feel like it's the only kind of place like that in in Six Towers because Six Towers mm-hmm. is like again like kind of a horrible shithole where generally speaking if people have the mind to to spend their money getting uh getting any kind of attention they're gonna go to a part of town that's more suited to it right. but also i have the i had the idea that given the kinds of spooky people that live here that maybe this is just a cover for the coven that you happen to associate with <laughs> <laughs> you know sort of like uh maybe if you in modern parlance oh, wow. an anime club or something like that uh, okay. so yeah you you uh you go back to your house above the quote-unquote cat house mm-hmm. of whatever persuasion that is, and you... I like to think that you, like, have some, like, book of, like, home remedies or whatever that you stole from home before oh, you left. Absolutely. And it's, like, it, it suggests you do things that use uh, ingredients or tools that are way out of your price range right. that you just straight up don't have access to, so you're trying to figure out how to kind of bullshit it. Mm-hmm. Um... I do like this idea that maybe the reason they're even cool with Arden living above the uh, the the establishment is because every now and then if somebody gets rowdy, then there's, like, weird, creepy Arden to, like, run them off. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, so Arden can go downstairs and request any supplies and hope nobody gives her too much of a side eye. Yeah, all right. So uh, go ahead and give me that. I believe it's just a... I, I think it's a similar thing where despite what it says on the despite what it kind of implies by uh, the the rules text I'm just gonna say it's a straight fortune roll okay. uh, like you're doing that at home you you have the means but not necessarily the skill so uh, just give me like, a, a flat one dice and see how you do okay uh, it's been a minute since I've done this roll 1d6. That should do it. A three? All Another right. Three. That's also a three, which means you fill in, you fill in a clock or one one part of the clock. Not really, not really. Unfortunately, very much. Uh, I'll say, hmm, because I want to find a good devil's bargain for this. Because I also don't want you guys limping into the next heist if I can help it. <laughs> um, if, how about this? Uh, I'll let you recover a clock, but only if you uh, spend a coin. On, on actually getting like decent shit that will accomplish what you need it to. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. So if you go ahead and uh, go to your sheet and mark off one coin, I'll let you go ahead and fill in that clock. Yeah, cool. to go out of your way to buy some really fancy vodka to clean the wounds. Right, exactly. <laughs> like Something actu- like that. Like actual supplies for stitching up, uh, not just like fishing wire and thread, but like proper <laughs> You have to get like actual like gauze and like calipers and whatever and Look you can't me just like being all fancy and shit, Jesus. You, you, you found out that uh, using dirty torn up bed sheets maybe not a great idea? <laughs> <laughs> what? 
I, I like to think also maybe you like bought some sort of like antibiotic tincture or something like that, you know? Yeah. Cool. Or whatever, whatever the equivalent of that would be in in this kind of uh, world. All right. So that's your first thing out of the way. Um, basically, all your tier two harm becomes tier one harm, kind of as we described. Any tier one harm you got becomes none. But I think you just had the one tier two harm, right? Yeah, just the one tier two. So what would I call the? the all right. The so you're gonna bump one. it. You're gonna bump that down to tier one, and you're gonna call it a uh, scraped. Let's say. Got some scrapes. Cool. That works. Alright. Okay. So, for your second for your second downtime action. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> just the just the be official. Do you wanna go ahead and say what it is you're doing? Oh yeah. Uh Arden is going to um, go visit Lizette. Alright. Her, so, her witch coven friend. Yeah, your your vice is specifically weird because you like to hang out with a witch coven, particularly with this one witch in it, who you who you describe as having an on again, off again relationship with. Right. So that that's that's all that's that's fun. That's just a, a fun thing. That's um, fine. So God I figure damn it, uh, she's getting a goth GF in every game. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, She's fucking locking down the market. <laughs> the sorry, most sorry. powerful big gay nerd. <laughs> Damn uh, it. If she gets to three, she gets a monopoly. and then she, <laughs> There's nothing we can do but hope we land on <laughs> She can't keep getting away with it. So, um, uh. I'm going to say that this coven is also in Six Towers, because Six Towers is a pretty good place for a witch coven to be. Because right. mm-hmm. it's fucking super spooky, and, and the cops don't even bother coming here most of the time. Right. Um, God, how do I even go about this whole thing? Uh, how about you give me some more de- details? Do you think the coven has, like, a name? Do they go by anything? Um, yes. The coven is the, uh, the Sisterhood of the Grey. Okay, nice. that's surprisingly close to the placeholder name I gave them. Really? So, yeah, I called them the Crimson Sisters Excellent. in my notes. <laughs> I'm gonna Perfect. switch it back over to yours though because I I like it. It's more. It's a little bit more Victorian. Right. Yeah. Um, I think. Um, God, where in there's this place called Mist Shore Park okay. in Six Towers. It's it. The, it looks over like the sort of uh, the river uh, that runs to the uh, east of Duskwall, and uh, the actual electroplasm wall that stands outside of it. Right. And this park is haunted as fuck. <laughs> uh, the the old story about it is that uh, this is where like lovers who couldn't be together would like come to like do the Romeo and Juliet deal. Right. And so it is just yeah. like super spooky all the time and no one really comes here anymore. <laughs> um so yeah, you head over to Miss Shore Park and sure enough you find the gaggle of like uh how many would you say? Like three, four? How many witches do you think are in this coven? Um <laughs> let's say like like six. Like it's kind of oh. like a it's like several several young ladies. It's all. a it's a strong half dozen. You yeah. got like a you got an ensemble <laughs> cast here. There's, yeah. a, there's a cast and they're always busy, so you know it's fine. Yeah, so you go ahead you, you uh like basically as soon as you show up, almost as if by six cents, who is it that turns around and says hi but Lizette Dalmore? Oh Hey Hello, darling. I, I, what, what, 
what's Lizette look like? <laughs> give, me, give me give me some deets on that. I, I I want to flesh out this goth lesbian fantasy as much as possible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Lizette is actually not what you'd expect to look like, which is why I was mm-hmm. kind of excited about this. She is short and um, a little bit chubby, and uh-huh. she is wearing um, a surprisingly cute lilac dress right now. Oh, so oh. Like, kind of <laughs> is there like an is there like an 18th century version of a pastel goth? There is now. <laughs> there is you now. just described her. I just invented it cuz yeah, that's that's the look she's rocking right now. Um, and she is just adorable and actually cute compared to Arden's kind of weird scarecrow woman look. <laughs> and and so she sees you coming. I think she like gives you a cute little wave and giggle and says, Well, if it ain't the pebble in my shoe. How are you doing, cutie? <laughs> well, I've been better. And yeah, there's a voice now. Leave me alone. <laughs> um to to cut away from character voice for a second, we decided that Arden should also have a voice and we're just going to assume that she doesn't have a voice when she's trying to be in cover. Because <laughs> so, somebody has this, to be professional. Because I yeah. need like really, really distinct accents or like a dead giveaway, <laughs> and the rest of you are just running around in the fucking like <laughs> the fucking dude's mansion, just shrieking your Russian and German accents, and like, <laughs> like hoping to God no one recognizes your voice. <laughs> so, so now that now that uh, Arden oh, Arden Kinclaith oh. is no, is no longer. Uh, hiding her identity from someone she is free to don her noble brogue and, and sound very English <laughs> this oh, game Jesus. sucks <laughs> well, also even, also I, I think uh, even though uh, Lizette Dalmore does not necessarily know about your things she still calls you the pebble in her shoe because it's her nickname for you and it just happens to be a horrible coincidence or maybe not I'm not sure <laughs> Mark I'll let you make those decisions as you so decide somebody said somebody um, asking like did you really choose your code name after what your lesbian goth GF calls you don't ask me those kind of questions how dare you <laughs> there's there's the idea it's and, fine um, so since this is weird the vice specifically is weird mm-hmm. uh I think she invites you, as she has done before, to participate in one of their rituals. They're apparently trying to uh, to summon spirits as they are wont to, and uh, the thing with spirits is you summon them, but like they need to inhabit bodies, right, to right. like say things and do things. So she wants to know if you're interested in seeing what that feels like. Well. Because your vice is pretty weird, after all. That is a pretty weird vice, but I'm in. That's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> there is kind of like a moment where she looks slightly unsure, but this is her vice of choice, and it's her her one of her favorite activities. And so, uh-huh. um, she just kind of nods and says, "Well, yes. Let's. Uh, why don't we give this a try? Why not?" Alright, so Lizette Dalmore and her coven of I, I would say decidedly more goth looking spooky <laughs> witches yeah. do 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 this very uh dramatic like if this were on TV there'd be like green light out of nowhere. Like everyone would be lit green. Like that kind of like that dramatic and uh oh, there's to, a ritual. Can I, can I like suggest something for like uh-huh. the additional drama? 
Uh-huh. Uh, since this place is, like, abandoned to shit, they totally, like, their little staging grounds are an old, like, amphitheater thing that used to be used back in the Oh, days. Yes. yes. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely, Absolutely there is. So okay. overdramatic. It's like an old amphitheater that was built out of the park like, for, like, It's know, like one of those little, like, wood platforms or whatever, practically. Yeah, and, like, absolutely. at some point it got kind of, like, beat up and graffitied, but it's still, like, usable for yeah. their purposes. Absolutely. That's so, what they use. So go ahead and give me a straight another straight fortune roll. Because, uh... It, right. Well, I guess I, I would just go on your character sheet and press the uh, vice button, actually, because that's what Genome did. So I guess that there's some attributes are different to what I expected they are. But okay, take the lowest result above. So all right, so two. you you clear two vice. How many does that leave you with? Uh, that leaves me with one stress. Wow. So despite yeah. the risk, I didn't yeah. overindulge. It's even if ac- <laughs> if she had take even if she had taken the highest one, it would have uh, just broken even. Yeah, so uh, you get possessed by a ghost. Nice. That's a thing that happens. Uh, I think what happens when this happens is uh, so that you're sort of laying, like sitting there, laying there, or whatever. However, the ritual goes in in your uh, the audience's uh, mind's eye, and uh, there's a moment where you're just sort of looking looking up at uh, the night sky or whatever, and then suddenly you have this sort of like it just transfers seamlessly where you're walking down the streets of of Duskwall, and it's like it's from your point of view but also, like, you're not Arden. Right. You're, 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 uh, someone. Who's, I'm not gonna bother naming because for this throwaway thing yet, but it's like your, uh, your, your point of view is maybe like a bit lower to the ground than yours is. Like, you're, you're someone shorter than Arden is, and you have this, like, pretty vivid experience like, from this, like, first person perspective of like being mugged in the street and killed and it's like horrible but at the same time like the horror of the experience makes all your current stressors feel like way less of a big deal (laughs) (laughs) so like in a weird way you get this kind of supernatural catharsis from the whole thing and uh, it's, it's a pretty enlightening experience yeah. All right. Did you have anything else you wanted to do with your downtime? Um, no. She's just going to um, spend the rest of her downtime hanging out with Lizette, obviously. <laughs> I think uh, while you're hanging out with Lizette, uh, I, 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 do you think Lizette has like her own apartment somewhere in Sixth Tower too? For like sure. just, or does she like come over to your place? Um, Lizette probably has her own place, and they go back there, because Arden's place is incredibly sparse, and Lizette's is probably just, like, the most comfortable, um, full of little weird trinkety crap and, and incense <laughs> and all that stuff, all of those little well, see, non-essentials. She has, a cute, she has a cute fainting couch. Yeah, absolutely. I would say, uh, so speaking of, like like weird trinkets while you're sort of there's a there's a night i think where you're just sort of at her house and you're sort of milling about looking at all things and you notice this like open book and there's this picture this little like it the you you wouldn't recognize it because duskwall is a world without plants on account of the no sun thing (laughs) but there's this little thing that the viewer would recognize as like a rosebud almost but it's like blue and made of glass or crystal or something like that and Mm. you and you read a little bit about this thing that apparently like the 
the book about it says it's it got lost somewhere in the old Hookmouth district, which is like it's outside the wall now. Like when um, they were making when they were making the current wall, like that part of the town did not make it. They just mm-hmm. they just cut it off. And it's like said to be a phylactery for some kind of demon who knows everything about everything. Mm-hmm. And you can tell like this this page is like pretty well earmarked, but like it's not it doesn't look like anything in the house, that's for sure. But you know about this thing, whatever it is. Liz, darling, would you mind mm-hmm. if we borrowed this book? Ah, uh, and she she looks kind of nervous. She she looks kind of like put off by the request, but she's like, oh, I suppose not. I'll bring it right back. All right. <laughs> so she she lets you go ahead and, and take that book. Cool. Uh, I'd say the the entry I described is probably the the most uh, catching <laughs> of the ones in there. There's a lot of other pages that have like little X's marked over the pictures that are on them mm-hmm. for whatever reason, but all right. Uh, with with Arden uh, all sorted, having had a uh, a surprisingly not horrible experience <laughs> with being possessed by a ghost, uh, I was expecting it to go way worse, but that's okay. Um, how about we move on to Carol Michter? Get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, so Crow, tell me about tell me about you. Tell Crowell's, me what you're up to. Crow's just going to be busy initially indulging in his books, <coughs> which means he does have other things that he's doing. He is a he is a blue coat after all, so he has to he has to keep up appearances. So he's going to be working most of the week, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um. And then I think since he's also going to be like there with blue coats, I think he's going to try and reduce heat, however he can. Okay, uh, so I guess we'll tackle the the vice first because it's the best setup. Yeah. So uh, Carl Michter's vice, as described, is obligation, and it's the fact that Carl Michter is a blue coat uh, working under Sheriff Wilbur. Uh, I think specifically, uh, I was think based on sort of like your character. And the sort of status you have, I think you're specifically a part of the Charter Hall Blue Coats, which mm-hmm. is a division that's like you handle a lot of desk work compared to the average Blue Coat. Like most of mm-hmm. them are out like roaming the streets and and roughing up hoodlums and all that. But like the Charter Hall ones, like because there's so many like like ceremonial guards stationed around a lot of the the more important buildings, like you actually spend a lot of your time like handling investigations for blue coats in other parts of the city who like maybe don't have the time or manpower to like solve a murder or like or like indict someone on embezzlement or whatever like that. Yeah. And obviously your job's been pretty stressful what with the whole Lord Governor being murdered yeah. <laughs> and his incredibly value artifact valuable <laughs> artifact being stolen by someone who You, you definitely you, don't know. you definitely don't know who has that. <laughs> I mean, you hear you hear you you hear from a from an officer that reports to you that they you know that 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 officer went to go ask uh, Madame Adelaide Frog, who mysteriously vanished from the party pretty early on, and uh, didn't and he says that she didn't really have anything interesting to say about it, and you know that's as far as you know that's that's probably true. Uh, wink, wink, wink at wink. at your your fucking easily bribable inferior officers. Um, <laughs> So your your boss, Sheriff Wilbur, what's he like? You think? I kind of imagine him having this this big fucking diabetes mustache. Yes. <laughs> God. I'm glad we're on the same page God. here. He's um he is the type oh, who is uh 
I wouldn't say corrupt so much as incompetent. Um, <laughs> he's definitely up there because he had money and his family was in the business. Like, he, his family's been blue coats. Uh, but he himself doesn't handle the a lot of the paperwork he's supposed to so a lot of the a lot of the a lot of the archivists and uh charter hall people end up doing a lot of the, like his work for him on top of whatever else they're doing um, I, I think you and I must be drift compatible or something. Because literally, <laughs> when I was drafting the character of Wilbur before I decided to ask you about him, I wrote blustery next to incompetent. <laughs> he he's the type where like you get Sheriff Wilbur and thank God for Sheriff Wilbur because this means that for the most part, uh, Crowell's able to get away with a lot more than what he reasonably should. Yeah, you know, I think uh, Wilbur specifically, his his name's Wilbur Ironhook, and he's that brother of that guy you saw at the party oh, who shit. actually runs the prison downtown. That's like the entire <laughs> reason they let him do this. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> yep. Oh, perfect. So yeah, he's like fucking stomping around the office, like having a like he is red in the face from how much of like a fucking like stress overload he's having. Yeah. And he's just like, I can't fucking take this shit. There's, the, I can't even address any of the, the, the actual crimes that are happening because everyone wants to know everything about this this robbery and I don't know why people can't just deal with it. <laughs> I want to believe he doesn't actually have like a mouth. He just has like a big mustache that moves when he talks. Oh, <laughs> you can you can kind of see like a row. Of, you can kind of see like a row of very crooked, very yellow okay. bottom teeth whenever fair. he's yelling. Fair, fair. But like only when <laughs> he's yelling. Right, right, right. Nice. God. It's like an evil Lorax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, actually, no. he look he looks a little bit of, like a cross between the Lorax and maybe like a little bit of Eggman in there. <laughs> oh, no, like he is thoroughly mustachioed and very round. <laughs> oh God, I hate the eighteen hundreds. Steampunk sucks. Oh, you made me laugh um, so hard I lost my voice I can't oh, I don't think I can do crap uh, for a second oh. so, so uh first so while you're, you're you're handling all this paperwork and like like compiling investigation reports and things like that you uh you encounter Jaren the archivist who you know works at the charter hall uh, bureau with you and helped you out of a bind at mm. the uh the party the other night and uh he, I, I'm not sure how he phrases this, but he pretty like, like, straight up, basically like, hey, what you got for me? Visa v repayment situation. Because you did promise him a share. Yeah, um, I do think like since he doesn't have a lot of the money on him at the moment, he was just like, uh, he, just, he just like looks at Jaren and says, I. I don't have anything on me, but if you'd like to go to a party or something like that, I'm certain I can drop more than a couple of bills in your pocket at the end of it if we, um, if you still feel like uh, you need a little extra incentive. He he gives you a look that at first looks suspect, but then he gets that big shitting grin on his face and claps you on the back and says, "I'll see you. I'll see you then. Let me know what uh, you got planned." Sounds good, darling. Uh, so, so that's taken care of. So, since we're since you're here doing work, how about you go ahead and uh, roll that, uh, roll whatever you're gonna roll for uh, your vice clear here. I think uh, there might actually be a good skill for you to do here, considering you're doing work right now and actually actively using your abilities. Maybe like, uh, like I don't know, maybe a uh, 
a study or a survey. So I guess either way, a one dice. Okay. But I do like the idea that like just doing paperwork calms them down. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, I don't have to think about anyone else for just like two seconds. Yeah. Well, also, like, Kral Mictor, like, the club's kind of like the mastermind of the group, and here he gets True. to answer to orders and not have to think about shit. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. He's a middle-level bureaucrat. <laughs> no one respects his authority. <laughs> Alright, well... Despite... I'm not sure exactly how that worked, but it still gave me zero dice. Oh, yeah, because it's the lowest... Hmm. I don't know, man. I I'm confused about this. Um... Yeah, I'm not sure what the indulge vice button actually does. Yeah, because I think it's supposed to be you can use a... I thought you could... Well, I guess I'll open the sheet of fucking gun, because I thought you could actually use a specific skill, but I guess not. It just says roll dice equal to your lowest attribute, which I don't think it's doing that either. Yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and say just take the first one, right. actually. I, I, I think you deserve a one dice there and not a zero, so I might just have to look into <clears> that and see more of that is later in worst case scenario. Like... I could be reading the rules wrong, and maybe it's just something I have to figure out, but also, like, I think just for the time being, I'm okay with just giving you a, a single dice. So, yeah, you clear five. All right. What's so, that take you? What's that do for you? So, I think that takes me down to one, two, three, four, five. So, that takes me down to two stress. So, nice. Ideal. Oh, wow. For you, him. you had more stress than I thought you did. Yeah. yeah. I remember taking extra at the very last second. Oh, for... yeah. You were using. Using so much stress to, like, retroactively set shit up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're, you, you used a ton of stress specifically to fuck Mercy over. That's I, right. I did. Which I, I applaud. I, I didn't forget about that, but I forgot how much you invested in making that happen, which I appreciate. Uh, but, yeah, you know what? You, you, you're thinking about how stressful the other night was, but, you know, just... Just reading about other people's problems, about like like murders that happen in different parts of town and all this other shit, you know, it takes your mind off it. It's really nice. Yeah. So, <laughs> this poor. We'll also, we'll also just go ahead and say that uh, how much of how much money are you paying Jaren? By the way, so Ooh. let's just go ahead and say that happens at some point. I'd say at least one coin, probably two, if he decides to like bug him about it afterwards, because he's. He doesn't mind too much that he lives in squalor. He because he can just get it back pretty quickly. Well, say, I was, I was gonna say, uh, I don't think he asks you for an amount specifically, but I'll, I'll say this: if you give him one, he will be content with it, and your relationship will continue as as it has. If you give him two, he will appreciate the generosity and pay it back for you at some point in the future. I do like that, so I'm probably just gonna do that. Nice. All right, uh, take your two coin off then the off your character sheet. Red. You just you just spent that shit. Uh, actually, let me make sure I can... I think you can just, like, press the X yeah, next to the I'd... coin or something. Oh, yeah, you got it. Cool. Uh, all right, so what do you do with your second turn? Um, oh, wait, that's right. You're going to reduce heat. Yeah. Right? Cool. I... So uh, tell me how it is you reduce heat while you're while you're doing your work. I figure since he's been able to look at a lot of different, like, pieces of paper, he's able to put together... <laughs> maybe not necessarily a fall guy, but, like, definitely, like, new suspects... For oh. for things oh, yeah. that could uh, point point them in the wrong direction, at least for a little while. Yeah, you know what I think it is. You do is that you uh, find the file that's like here's people that we think could be a part of this this resurrectionist group, and you just go ahead and add some extra names in there. Yeah, author <laughs> investigations that you remember, and people who lives in completely different parts of town. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, you go ahead. Uh, so let's say that's a uh, that's probably also a study. So I'm gonna say it's an, another uh, one dice dealy. Sounds good. 
Ooh. Ooh. Nice. All right. All right. Let's see. So you have... That's only one dice, but that's still, like, a full success. So that means that you clear... Man, you clear a pretty substantial amount from that, I believe. Uh, yeah, you clear an entire three heat from that, which is actually most oh of the heat God. that you earn. Wow. Oh, good. Nice. So, yeah, you're, you're down to one heat right Having now. Like, good fucking work. Having a good friend is the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you scattered that to the wind. Like, they're still looking for the resurrectionists, but they have no idea where the fuck they're looking. So Missing and presumed handsome. <laughs> <laughs> God. Um, did you have anything else you were hoping to accomplish with your time? I think... Crowell just kind of like disappears as far as like the rest of the crew is concerned. He's just busy at he's busy at his actual job. Okay, uh, I'll say one more thing before uh, we go over to the next turn. I think uh, while you're doing your job, you notice uh, while you're sorting through files about stuff, you notice a report about this building called the Clarion House. And at first, you're, you you're, you you're, you you kind of recognize that name, but you're not sure why, and you realize that it's this like like kind of three-story building that's actually like pretty near the burning tiger like it's something that's pretty close by has a big fucking like ostentatious sign even which is why you recognize the name but uh apparently that place is uh infested with some like junkies who may or may not also be worshiping demons now but like Uh, no one's make no it's it's fucking six towers like it may as well be chinatown right (laughs) from that jack nicholson flick like no one's going down there to, to make things better yeah. Like, that place may as well be dead, so you got, okay. you have a report about it, but, like, not necessarily a knowledge that it's on anyone's radars, really. Mm. Mm. Anyway. Um, next up, and last but not least, we have Kristoff Skora. Yeah. How so, are you planning on spending your week off? Um, recovery rolls, mostly. Uh-huh. So I only have one harm I need to take down, but it is a level three one. So. Yes, which means that even if you clear a like clear a recovery clock, it's only going to bump it down to a level two. Yeah, so I figure I'm going to be spending at least two recovering. Hmm. Okay, so. I was gonna, I will remind you also, depending on what else you need to do, because I know you have a lot of stress too. Uh, yes. If you so wish, uh, after we do those recovery, you can also spend either your money or crew reputation in order to, to get additional terms. Okay. So I figure uh, I might need like even three turns recovering if it comes to that. But so not. I had an idea about who you might about how you might heal, but I guess oh, yeah? uh, so you know a jewel the blood the blood dealer your good blood friend dealer yeah your good friend jewel the blood dealer. Um, so I'm gonna dial it back a little bit from not here. That I have too much blood. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna dial it back a little bit before I get into jewel the blood dealer. Uh, something I forgot to do when we uh, actually made the crew is that there was a thing that I had to do, so I completely forgot about it, which is that I had to establish two factions who had been fucked over by your... Up- or one faction that had been fucked over by your choice upgrades and one that liked you. Um, obviously, the one that, that got fucked over by your choices, uh, they're called the Capillariat, and they're this mm-hmm. group that, like, their whole thing is, like, they, they're trying to... Uh, they're like this almost semi-respected uh, gang who's trying to like basically control the underground infrastructure of like oh. Duskwall, so they can like get people through it and maybe like try oh. and get it to a point where like people can actually like have have underground property 
basically, oh. like do things that. So like they always they they got kind of fucked over by y'all uh, getting your underground maps and pass keys because you're a bunch of criminals. Yeah, and it, oh, you'll likely yeah. use them for for means which set them back on their political ambitions for for Sewerland. Um, so y'all have a choice actually. You can either have their reputation with them at negative two, which means they fucking hate your guts, or you can pay them a little bit for the trouble and they'll hate your guts less and they'll only be a negative one. Um, I'm kind of okay just having, like... Yeah, I'm not sure if I care. Uh, yeah, like, fuck, like, who cares about those, like, fancy mole men, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I really want to have a sitcom arch nemesis crew, so yeah. I, I like this, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also like the idea that, like, we don't, we're not incredibly aware of them hating us. We just, like, passively dump our shit in, like, their nice backyard <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> yeah, okay, so they hate your fucking guts. Yeah. Uh, the other crew, the one the one that was benefited by uh, your upgrade choice, is a group called Sweet Winter, and mm. they're the ones who provided you, basically, with your thief rigging and, like, showed you how to use it and everything. Nice. Uh, Leave uh, Flint's friend, Jewel the Blood Dealer, is a member of Sweet Winter, who's oh. based out of Char- uh, who's based out of the neighborhood of Char Hollow, uh, which is like this kind of like, it's also a kind of shitty neighborhood, like most of the ones in in Duskwall, but it's specifically like a uh, it's adjacent to an industrial neighborhood, and the thing is about it is that a lot of Scov Scovlin uh, like refugees and what all live here, so this is kind oh, of like yeah. Scovlin territory. And Sweet Winter is specifically a growing group of Scovlin anarchists who seek Yay. to overthrow the Imperium. Oh, that sounds fantastic, yeah. Yeah, so your buddy Jewel is a member of the Sweet Winter faction. Um, they either have a plus one with you, or you can give them extra coin for trouble, and they'll wait, no, and they'll have a plus two with you. Um, just plus one. I mean, I do have two of my own I can spend. Okay. Um... Nah, I'll leave it at plus one for now. That'll be fine. All right, so they're cool with you, but you know, nothing, nothing too big. So you go and see Jewel the Blood Dealer at their at their Blood Emporium. Uh, <laughs> God, it's it's called that. It's called the Blood Emporium because yes. anything passes for medicine these days. Yeah. Um, and they're actually, you know, like as far as physicers go, like they're like about as talented as you can expect to find in a cheap shit neighborhood like this. But you know they'll also sell you like they they have this like like sale on on a uh, blood of like and it's this this name you'd recognize as like some noble who died recently. Ooh. And it's like and nice. it's, like, the person was like renowned for their intellect. So it's like get an infusion of this mm. for for however many coin and it'll help you become smarter nice. basically. Nice. It's like a, a complete abject scam if you know anything about medicine, yeah. but the, the problem is no one. <laughs> yeah, no one knows anything about medicine, so you actually see like a surprising amount of people, like even people you would not normally expect to see in in the in this little like refugee neighborhood, lining up to like get little infusions of uh, noble blood, which is fun. This is a dark joke. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I think you uh kind of step in like around closing time, and she was like. Oh god, yeah. now I have to do a voice well, because I've committed to this horrible bet. Well, the oh, thing you, is, I you need help. I'm still at three harm. I think somebody might actually have to, like, help me there. I think... I mean, if you want them to, I think the three harm, I think you can hobble your way over there. I think it's okay. okay. Yeah, that's fine then. Yeah, like, you can, you can like, I don't know, like... I, I think you can just hobble over there and it's very slow and painful. Are you, like, are you, like covered in bandages? 
Yeah, probably. I mean, nice. there's like first aid, like after the heist and after that. Like, I, I imagine this is what happened pretty much immediately after. Nice. Look at me, everyone. I'm crochet. <laughs> you 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 look kind of like like Leon Trotsky did immediately after someone stabbed him in the head with an ice pick. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Just like covered in bandages and very upset. Oh. <laughs> uh, you um, look so like yeah, a... you... got uh. the communist deep cuts. <laughs> you you uh, limp over there. You leave pretty early. Uh, actually, no, it doesn't take you long to get there because I, I think you probably also live in Charholo because of you know it's yeah. it's where the Scovlanders live. Like it's just I mean, how it goes. It's, it's pretty close to Six Towers, right? Um, it's like it's closer to the middle of town, but it's not like too far away. Yeah, okay, like you can, he likes you can the get. Walk. Yeah, so uh, you you uh, visit Jewel after hours, and they're like, oh, friends. You look like shit. <laughs> ah, thank you. Uh, Causing trouble you. for someone, huh? Ah, uh, yeah, terrible day. Trouble for me. <laughs> they laugh <Yeah>. like that. <laughs> okay. Come in, like I, I have. Come in, let me take care. If of you me. have a doctor. Oh, doctor. Then he scoffs. He's like, "Come in, come in. Let me take care of you." <laughs> so, are you are no, you going to do? He is like some sort of like black market criminal doctor. <laughs> uh, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> okay. All right. Good. He looks like a so, cross between a butcher and a barber surgeon. <laughs> yeah, actually, just, you know, I, I say I I feel like Jewel is just like looks like a mass of beard and teeth. <laughs> so like they have like they the have a normal country. human face, but you don't notice it over just the giant beard and teeth. It's like yeah, it's like yes, Kristoff thinks this is it. This is what doctors <laughs> are supposed to look like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust the ones here. Yeah. So So I'm so go ahead and uh, do your uh your recovery rolls, I guess. Uh you do them one at a time, um, but also again like I'm going to offer you the same devil's bargain as I did for Blondie, if you're like okay. unsatisfied with your healing, which is that, because you have a really bad level 3 harm, so I'm actually going to divide this, I will say that I'll let you, if you, if you actually spend the, the time like getting your healing in, I'll let you clear one harm clock if you like tell them that you... Because like you you know that they're like in the sweet winter group like they're a yeah. bunch of scovish anarchists like it's the talk of town about this whole like them having found these incriminating documents in the Lord Governor's vault and now like yeah. there might be another like scovish revolution basically so I'll give you I'll let you clear one if you tell him that you like that you were that you know things about it. And I'll let you clear two if you give him specific details about what you know about it. Oh, shoot. So You're still going to have to spend the time healing for both, but yeah, I'll let you but, like um, basically like free crit. Okay. But uh, what is it that I do know just from... What, like, just like the documents in there? Well, or I mean, like the heist you, itself? You know you were there, and you know that there was someone who wasn't a part of your group there, and oh, based yeah. on the conclusion that... that that Blondie came to at the end of last session, you have a suspicion that they might be fabricated. Oh, okay, I see. That's good. I'm I'm not one of the ones who listened to the episodes. Like it, it's fine. Before. I okay, only I only so, did it because I wanted to make sure I didn't like yeah. literally contradict. Okay, my own so yeah, that's that's pretty 
That's pretty good. I'm you're, you're gonna yes, you're gonna tell him all that. Yes. Cool. So uh, you spend He's, both your you you spend both your free times healing. Actually, like you you spend a good amount of time just like walking back there, like him checking up on you, replacing your bandages and all that. And every day you tell him a little bit more, and he always like like it's one of those rare occasions where you can actually kind of appreciate his like big black eyes because they're just like they go so wide whenever you're telling him about any of the juicy details <laughs> and he's like he's uh he's processing that all with you but yeah so you also share some incriminating evidence with this friend of yours nice. and he uh so you're one level what three harm for? yeah you're you see your your level three harm is like cooked right yes so I'm going to, uh, you're going to bring that all the way down to a level one harm, a single level one harm. Okay. And that's going to be, uh, I don't know, uh, heated, burnt, something like that. Singed. Singed, that's a good one. Yeah. One, I thing I was, one thing I was curious about before, and I think it's up to Levi, you want to have some scars? Ooh. Some cool burn scars? Badass scars? That's, that seems almost inevitable, doesn't it? Like... I feel like you already had some, but now you have more. <laughs> yeah, it's just Give, uh, given your given your uh, history of making bombs in the in the Scovlin Revelation. Yeah, it it happens a lot. Yeah, at least it does under those like work conditions. And at at some point, so like you're uh, dealing with all that, and I think at some point he's like, you know, if your crew needs any work, that, uh -huh. that was terrible. But I'm gonna yeah, continue. no, I get the There's, idea. There's this, uh, this favor, let's say, that Sweet Winter could use of someone who's willing to get their hands dirty. So if you have, if you, if you and your friends have any interest in such a thing, you just let me know, okay? Hmm. I can run it by them? I would need, uh, they would want to know what is in it for them. Okay. And so do I, quite honestly. Well, I'll put it like this. And then, uh, so this is, I think, is after, like, sort of your, your last visit with him, and he's, like, sort of walking out, out, out of the thing with you. Like, you see that over there, and he points down the street, and, like, this is, like, one of, the, like, the longer main roads in Char Hollow, and you can actually kind of see, like, the middle river of town from it. And oh, there's yeah. this, like, big fucking thing there that you'd know is called Tangletown. Uh, the idea is, like, a couple of centuries ago, the, a, 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 like, a leviathan hunting vessel actually, like, crashed inside the river like oh. for, for whatever reason and they were never able to remove it so now like a bunch of little ships have all kind of moored near it and like there's been like sort of this impromptu neighborhood that sprung up on this like flotilla of ships nice. and what it is is oh, it's nice. like this it's like this demilitarized zone for gangs like Crow Ooh. Hollow is so full of crime and that's where they go to like sort out their beef like, you are not allowed to, like, do... Like, violence is disallowed in Tangletown. You have to resor resolve your problems with words and promises. Nice. And he's like, our, our sweet winter, we're... This, this is a symbol, you see, of the rot spreading in this town, that they let these, these thieves gather like they are anything but thieves. I have no problem with thieving, but my problem is when these people get these uppity ideals about the things that they do and try to legitimize themselves. Mm. If you were to say, 
go in there and perhaps do something that maybe permanently ruined the viability of Tangletown as a diplomatic mediator, you would be rewarded handsomely, let's say. Mm. But I will not ask you for your answer now. You know where to find me. Yeah, Flint doesn't have any response to that. That's pretty that's pretty dark. Keep it under your hat. Yeah. And then he kinda waves you off and closes up shop. And and now everyone on this in this podcast has done a has done a potentially uh yeah. nationally offensive accent. <laughs> <laughs> yes. oh, I did not practice at all. It's it's fine. So episode ran a bit long, but I think we're gonna cut it there because we got right. we got a couple of hooks for some yeah. things your gang can look into, like mm-hmm. that strange artifact and that drug den demon worshipping place, the ear place, yeah. and also yeah. this Tangletown job. Yeah. So uh, Which I'm gonna just say right now that I'm against. Okay. Yeah. Flint's that's... against it, rather, I should say. Well, we can we can have lots of in character discussions about that when we come yeah. back for our next episode. Alright. All See right. y'all next week. Until then. <laughs> <laughs>